In Q3, the crypto market drew fewer cues from broader macro assets, instead placing greater emphasis on industry-specific news and flows of capital. Throughout Q3, Bitcoin's correlation to the S&P hit historic lows at 0.23. XRP also exhibited a low correlation of, of 0.16 over that same period of time. There were significant market developments that weighed on asset prices and liquidity. Multiple instances of protocol hacks, rug pulls, and scams dominated headlines as nearly $686 million was lost in the recent quarter. In September, a hot wallet security breach on HDX exchange resulted in the loss of $8 million worth of Ethereum, while the cross-chain protocol Mixin Network suffered a $200 million crypto loss due to an exploit. Coupled with ongoing volatility and uncertainty in traditional markets, these factors drove trading volumes to some of the industry's lowest levels. Bitcoin volumes reached a three-year low of $1 to $2 billion a day, and correspondingly, XRP volumes neared a four-year low of $300 to $400 million a day. Trading activity in XRP continued to predominantly occur on the major non-US exchanges such as Binance, OKX, and Upbit. Following the US court decision in July, which ruled XRP is not a security. The token was relisted on a number of US exchanges including Coinbase and Kraken. Challenger exchanges that prioritized regulated token status gained market share. For instance, Bullish has shown material growth since the recent listing of XRP. Additionally, XRP options markets have emerged with new listings on Bit.com and DairyBit. Limited inflow of fresh cash into the market led to continued leverage in the broader crypto market system. Market activity was likely largely driven by market maker positioning and their client flows as crypto interest levels resembled the levels of 2020. Like you remember all the hype back at that time? I sure do. And retail exchange volumes were also at similar levels. Lastly, it will come as no surprise that all eyes are on spot Bitcoin Ethereum ETF approvals slated for Q1 2024 or earlier. Whether this marks the moment for a massive influx of capital remains uncertain. That uncertainty is reflected in a global macro conditions as well, which have arguably become even more complex with the developments in the Middle East. Since then, the overall market perception of the global economic conditions and stability has decidedly changed as US bond yields staged historic moves Commodities surged significantly and money flocked to safe haven currencies like the Swiss franc. The combination of these factors has sparked this most recent uptick in crypto prices. I want to change topics for a second to the SEC lawsuit against Ripple. On October 19th, 
the SEC dismissed all remaining charges against Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse and Executive Chairman Chris Larson. That's a major win. Congratulations. Congratulations to them. This stunning capitulation by the SEC was a dismissal with prejudice, meaning this decision is final and the SEC cannot later try and bring those claims again. That means XRP is in the clear. They can't go back and say we changed our mind. XRP is a security. It's done. There was no settlement involved and there will be no trial against the individuals in April. The case will now move straight into the remedy stage in which the court will decide which remedies to impose, if any at all. In light of the court's finding that certain institutional sales constituted sales of securities, this news follows a series of consecutive wins for Ripple, including the July 13th decision ruling that, as a matter of law, XRP is not a security and the October 3rd decision denying the SEC's bid for an interlocutory appeal. While the US is still fighting with a lack of crypto clarity in terms of regulation, Asian regulators have taken the lead on providing guidance and rule books on crypto. So Singapore's MAS granted a major payments institution license to Ripple only four months after granting initial in-principle approval in June of this year. That's insanely fast. Coinbase and Signum have also received their major payment institution licenses. In addition, MAS released a regulatory framework intended to bolster the stability of single currency stablecoins. In Europe, the UK's FCA asked crypto businesses to fall in line with new financial promotion rules and a new UK bill is set to give local authorities powers to freeze and confiscate crypto assets tied to crime if approved later this year. Finally, leaders of the G20 are pushing for a speedy implementation of cross-border framework for crypto. That's amazing. There's so much development going on in the industry right now. But the development doesn't stop at just the legal side of crypto and XRP. There's also tons of development going on on the XRP ledger as well. As the community continues to build on the XRP ledger, significant features were proposed to ensure developers can create innovative applications while providing enhanced trust and safety for their issued assets. XLS30D amendment is the proposal that adds a non-custodial automated market maker or AMM as a native feature to the XRPL's decentralized exchange. Developers can use the XLS30D amendment integration to create new financial applications and integrate into non-financial applications as well. With the amendment being built as a protocol rather than an application, liquidity is aggregated at the protocol level and is shared with the order book decentralized exchange, thus ensuring better pricing and availability of tokenized assets on the XRPL. RippleX performance and engineering teams published a performance testing report attesting to the proposed amendments enhancements to network utility, particularly for cross-currency payments. 
but it doesn't stop at XLS30D. There's also XLS38D. This amendment enables a cross-chain bridge where XRP can move bi-directionally between the XRP mainnet and an XRPL sidechain. So this means you'll be able to transfer your XRP coins to chains like Zahao. This means you'll be able to transfer your XRP coins to other sidechains like Flare as well. This cross-chain bridging software will also be used to establish a connection between XRPL mainnet and the upcoming EVM sidechain that's currently available to be used on DevNet, bringing interoperability to the XRP ledger and empower developers with better customization and encourage a greater and a broader community to develop on the XRPL. Last quarter, the community continued to create and advance notable projects and apps to address a variety of use cases. Notably, NF Trade announced its integration with XRP Ledger, marking the first multi-chain NFT marketplace to support XRPL. This integration also introduced protocol-level royalty protections through the XRPL's XLS20 standard. Real-World Assets Protocol, or RWA Protocol, announced the launch of HOME, the first mortgage-backed stablecoin on the XRP ledger, and Ducati launched its first-ever digital collectible on the XRP ledger. Trading volume on the XRP ledger's decentralized exchange increased by more than three times in Q3. This was due to several days between July 12th and August 17th when single-day trading volume was more than $1 million, occasionally reaching $20 to $30 million mid-August. The decentralized exchange has been operating continuously since the... Before I say that, what I want to say is I love that the XRPL is growing, but I don't think that the XRPL is going to do really big numbers in terms of its decks until it makes it easy and simple for anybody, not just like crypto and computer and tech savvy people to use and operate it. They got to make it as simple as using any other app on their phone, like their banking app, like using Instagram. It has to be as simple as that. Otherwise, nobody would be willing to adopt it. I can't imagine asking my parents. I can't imagine asking anybody's grandparents to learn the amount of skills and prerequisites necessary to operate and interact with the blockchain today. But moving on. The decentralized exchange has been operating continuously since the XRP Ledger's launch in 2012, allowing users to buy and sell tokens for XRP or other tokens and providing on-chain liquidity for numerous currency pairs. Native functionality such as auto-bridging allows fungible and non-fungible assets transferred to the XRPL to access the decentralized exchange's existing liquidity to create synthetic order books for assets. The ledger also has built-in pathfinding functionality, allowing it to find the most efficient path for a given trade. All things through and through, things are looking really good for XRP. And obviously it shows Ripple is like moving forward in terms of development. But I think Ripple's efforts have really been uh, really been stifled thus far due to this SEC and legal clarity situation. 
So once I think this um, legal situation is resolved, hopefully in Q4 of 2024 or early Q 2025, I think that Ripple and as a result, XRP and crypto as a whole will see real substantial growth, development and adoption. Thank you for listening to the XRP podcast. Leave a comment, tell me what you think, subscribe, and come back for more.